You adapted to the virus. I was born with it, molded by it. Didn't see the antidote till I was a man. Bruce Wayne. So you ever play fucking GTA? But like when you were bored or you're looking for a gun or something, like not banging hookers or killing people, just walk around the streets. That's kind of what it's like walking around Manhattan. And uh, I am furloughed. I should be home and uh, not infecting anybody because I am a hidden carrier. I, apparently, I don't know because they won't test me because I'm, I'm okay. But I like couldn't smell and that's a thing and whatever. So I went into the city today and the shit is freaky. Because like everyone that's supposed to be out, essentials, are working, right? Everyone else is home except for the people that don't have a home or that don't want to be home. And they're just roaming around the streets, like, doing whatever they want. Like, cops aren't going to arrest you right now for anything because they don't want to deal with fucking corona, potential disaster, whatever. So people, like, smoking crack in the streets. Like, I was walking down the street. I mean, granted, I was in Harlem, but, like, still, dude, like, it's a crack pipe. Like, that shit was not weed. Guy was raggedy as fuck. Just hitting a crack pipe in the middle of the street. Thank God there was no kids there or something. Like, I looked at him, and the guy looked at me like... He waited for me to, like, pass him. And as soon as I passed him, he lit his crack pipe. Like, dude, come on. Duck in a corner or something. He's like, nah, you know, he's probably thinking, it's fucking Christmas. You can steal City Hall. It's crazy, man. There's a guy who yelled... So many people yell on obscenities. And much like the restaurant industry where, like, line cooks get in your way, and you, you're like... They filter a lot of their shit. Like, same thing with people in Manhattan. Like, the normal amount of people in Manhattan filter all the crazies, so you don't really see them that much. Now, it's just the crazies. So, you're like, everyone's yelling obscenities. Everyone's yelling at someone doing something bad. I mean, it's crazy. Like, people are just going bananas. So, I was on the train, right? And I'm just five people in the car. Me, this pretty nurse, sitting in her scrubs, watching something on her phone. A dude rocking out to his reggae music. Probably from the islands, maybe Jamaican, I don't know. Can't really tell, but this guy's like drumming. He's playing the air guitar. He's like doing a one-man band in the air, right? Then there's another dude, no face mask, by the way. None none of us so far are wearing face masks. First person in a face mask was a Mexican dude. Blatantly screaming Mexican rap. He's wearing a face mask, right? So you can't tell. So he, he actually looked the scariest out of everyone because you can't see his fucking face. So if you want to just kill somebody right now in New York, this would be the perfect opportunity. Put on a face mask, wear the same jacket as an MTA worker, kill somebody on the subway, walk off. Who the fuck's going to stop you? It's crazy, right? Think about it. So this nurse, she starts getting freaked out a little bit because like... You know, a couple of shady characters, and then there's me. I mean, I guess I don't look that shady. I was just sitting there, just listening to my music. And then the other guy, this other kid, had the greasiest hair I've ever seen. Like, he looked, his skin looked like he hasn't taken a shower in, like, days. He was a teenager, right? But, of course, he's got the face mask, and he's got the gloves going. My God. Listen, people, guys. Guys. You're going to get the fucking virus. You're going to get it. It's impossible that you don't get it. You don't understand. You could stay inside for fucking years. You'll come out and you'll fucking get the virus because one of us will still have it. So just deal with it. Go get it done and fucking stop. 
So I turn around and the nurse is, she puts on her, she has a face mask apparently, she puts it on. So I look at her and I'm thinking to myself, like, bitch, you're a nurse. At least I thought she was, maybe she's a dental assistant. But like, dude, you should know that like, if you've been in the car, subway, same subway car for like 10 minutes now, without a face mask, with all these people around you, there's definitely germs that you've inhaled. Like 100%. There's not, there's no fact. Oh, no, no other way around it. There's no other way around it. So then she puts on her face mask and then she gets like, she gets a little nervous. So she starts sitting up like getting really antsy pantsy. And of course, of course, at this time, the jamming out dude like starts actually jamming out on like shit, like on the train car and then this and that. My God, it's craziness because like even the guy that plays the drums in Times Square, like like he's got the, he's got the buckets and the sticks and the whisks and the pans and shit. You can hear him playing, but he's not even playing that well. He's just going ding. Ding, ding. Like he's like he's even he's bored. Like what the fuck is going on, right? But yet there's people still out there, man. Drug dealers, hookers, everything. Like if you want to do some drugs and, and bang a hooker, go to New York City right now. You won't get touched by the cops, and you can just pretty much do whatever you want. And they'll probably give you a good discount rate, or they'll kill you if they, you know, whatever. Either way. But yeah, you should try that out because it, it works, right? <laughs> so this dude was yelling obscenities in the middle of the street and I could have sworn I could have sworn he reached into his pants around the backside he pulled something out and he threw it across the street at the imaginary person he was yelling at um, it wasn't English and, I mean he tried speaking he was trying to speak English but it didn't really come out right and he just I'm pretty sure he just threw feces across the street at no one which is when I was like wow I better turn up my music and pick up my pace it's crazy man Anything goes right now in the city. It's like apocalypse, but it's not. Like the one dude, I saw this one homeless guy. He was dragging his foot. Like, you know how like the um, the zombies do? Like they drag their foot. But he had a luggage with him, like his luggage. <laughs> so I knew he wasn't a zombie because zombies don't give a fuck about luggage. Anyway, that's my small, small story for today about just being like crazy. Just yeah, obscenities. Grand Theft Auto style, straight up. Right? Now, we've done over that. Let's do a little bit of a cooking stuff. We're going to go over mac and cheese sauce real fast and then beurre blanc. All right, if you put cream in your beurre blanc sauce, you're a dick and you should stop. And whoever told you to put cream in your beurre blanc sauce is a fucking shoemaker and they should stop. Okay? There's no cream in beurre blanc. Beurre blanc stands for white butter, meaning butter that does not been colored. All right? In the French, when you cook butter a little bit, it's called beurre noisette. And the beurre noisette is... Uh, hazelnut because it gets like that hazelnut color like that nice like deep deep golden color and it has this aroma a nutty aroma and i know it sounds weird but it kind of does smell like hazelnuts if you really really think about it i mean wine people you guys fucking detect black pepper and wine get the fuck out of here there's no fucking black pepper in wine so i had this manager once he told me that this wine had notes of black pepper and i was like why and he goes, they put pepper in the, in the grapes. And I was like, really? The black pepper in the, yeah, okay. He wasn't a manager for very long. But yeah. So, mac and cheese sauce is a bechamel with cheese. It's called a Mornay. We went over bechamel. It's just the roux, cream, and milk, all right, with some salt. Some French put a little garlic in there, and then they put a little nutmeg. French love nutmeg in their bechamel sauce. You don't have to put it in, but if you're going to do it the classic French way, you do. So you put a little bit of nutmeg in. It goes a long way, guys. And nutmeg 
and any kind of herb actually don't buy the ground shit Gr granulated garlic granulated onion 100% yes buy that but like not make buy whole get a microplane and if you guys don't know what a microplane is it's that shit that your girlfriend uses to clean her um, feet with in the shower you know she scrubs her heels yeah that's actually supposed to be for um, cheese and um, nutmeg and herbs that are whole with allspice um, but yeah so that's crazy Babe, what are you doing with the fucking microplane? What do you mean? It, it's not a manicure tool? A pedicure tool? I was like, no, it's it's for herbs. And fucking, what herbs? What herbs do you grate on? They're not herbs, they're spices. Like, cheese and spices. And she's like, well, I don't know if you still want to use it. Like, Fuck no, I don't want to use it. You grate your fucking feet with that. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, you put a little nutmeg into the bechamel. The thing about Mornay sauce or any kind of thing that you incorporate cheese into, always, always, always put the cheese at the end. So I had somebody making me an omelet once, and then he was like, do you like cheese? I was like, I love cheese. You know, cheese is life, you know? So, so fucking, this dude puts a bunch of cheese in it, but he puts it in too early. He puts it in with the eggs when they're still, like, raw and cold. And what happens is the protein separates from the water, and the cheese just becomes, like, this, like, curdled cottage cheese-looking thing, and then there's omelets soaking in water. Same thing will happen with a mac and cheese sauce, but the cheese will, like, cook, and it won't be cheesy. It won't have that stringy effect. How restaurants have that stringy effect is they actually throw a handful of cheese while they're picking up the pasta at the very end. But for a bechamel sauce, for all intents and purposes, you don't have to do that. Depending upon your recipe, and it should be this amount. Um, so you have two gallons of bechamel sauce, you wanna put about two quarts, two and a half quarts of cheese. The good thing is you can mix whatever cheese you want. Gruyere is great because it's that stinky French Swiss stuff. You know what I mean? You could put cheddar, you could put mozzarella, you could put anything. Fontina's really good if you want to branch away from mozzarella and go a little funkier, but not too much. Fontina's perfect, all right? Blue cheese, I wouldn't put blue cheese in mac and cheese. I just wouldn't, unless it's a buffalo mac. But then again, just crumble it on top. So what I was trying to tell people is people try to put cheese in while the sauce is still on the fire, and then they mix it in while it's still burning. You don't need to do any of that shit. If you make your bechamel right, and it's still hot, it'll be hotter than water because one is butter, two it's salty, and the boiling point will be over 212 degrees, all right? So then what you do is you turn to take it off the heat completely. You can leave it on the pan. If you have an electric stove, take it off. If you have a regular stove, just take it off, leave it in the pot, and dump the cheese in, and then whisk it slowly. Not only will the cheese cool the sauce down, helping you cool it down quicker, it'll melt perfectly, and it will never burn, it'll never separate, all right? bechamel that's great for the same day also don't mix it with your pasta too soon or it'll suck up all the sauce and you want to shit to reheat a bechamel sauce and actually let's get let's get rid of um let's get rid of bechamel sauce let's talk about anything reheating anything right requires two things temperature and moisture why does it require moisture well because when we heat things the we tend to see steam come off of whatever it is steak vegetables water soup sauce cheese the steam that comes off is none other, none other than water. So when you reheat something, it's only logical that you replace the water that has escaped while you heated it the first time. Or else it's gonna be dry and gross and weird. Most people reheat, reconstitute things like mashed potatoes, cream spinach with cream and milk, which is good, I understand that, but then you're denaturing the, pre, uh, the recipe by adding more cream and milk to it. It's only water that escaped. The solids from the milk and cream are still in there, so you don't really need to do more of it unless you really want it to be creamier. 
So always, always use water and always, always use heat. Very little water, obviously, but depending upon what you're reheating. With the bechamel sauce, the best thing to do is get a little bit of water that's in a cup, put it in a microwave or just boil it. And just put a boiling cup of water in with the bechamel and on very, very low heat, you reheat it and it'll be perfect. All right, bird block. White butter. White butter sauce is very easy to make because it is three ingredients. It is very difficult to maintain because it's volatile. That's why people. Sorry, I got cut off. That's why people put cream in their bird blanc because it helps it stay together longer. Well, that's just cheating. Why the fuck would I make a bird blanc with cream? I could just. Make a cream with a little bit of wine in it, and it'll be your bourbon. <laughs> so you take wine and you reduce it down. Wine, shallots, garlic, thyme, bay leaf, a little bit of peppercorn, and you reduce it down. Before you reduce the wine, you gotta sweat the vegetables. What's sweat? It's hot in the kitchen, Dimitri. No, it's sweating the vegetables. I have to make them do exercises. No, but you do have to do exercises around the stove because you can't just set it and forget it on this one. The difference between sauteing and sweating is that sweating is exactly that. Heating it just to the point where the water starts to escape from the vegetable without the sugars caramelizing and giving it color. So you melt a little bit of butter, or actually you melt a little bit of oil. Oil has a higher smoke point, so it won't get color because of the no solids in oil. Butter has solids in it, hence why it's solid when it's in the fridge. So take a little oil, thyme, garlic, shallot, and uh, let's say we're gonna use a bottle of wine, white wine. Pinot, Chardonnay, doesn't really fucking matter. You're reducing it. Don't do something sweet like a Riesling or a Gewurztraminer because too much sugar in that, right? So probably something dry. Take that, you put it in there, sweat the vegetables for about five minutes. Vegetables meaning uh, shallots and garlic. You can do celery if you want to, depending upon which way you're going with the bourbon blanc afterwards. Throw the wine in and very slowly, Again, very slowly, you reduce. But Dimitri, there's a whole bottle of wine in there. Why well, can't I just turn up the heat and reduce it quickly? Because you're gonna get color on it. Well, how is it gonna get color? It's not gonna, I'm gonna wait, I'm gonna be there when it like stops, okay? Like, oh God. All right, dickhead. If you turn it up high, the sugars in the wine will burn at the same time as the wine reduces. We're doing a bur fucking blanc, not a bur noon, not a bur brun or bur rouge, bur blanc. So slowly, you evaporate the fucking wine till there's about a cup left, just under, for a bottle. And then you have a pound of butter, yes, a fucking pound, cut up into however small cubes you want. The smaller, the better it is for you. You start throwing the cubes in, little by little. Little by little, you start throwing the cubes in. You're gonna go about three quarters of the way for the pound of butter. You're not gonna do the whole thing. Why did you have a whole pound of butter? Because I don't know how big your fucking uh, bottle of wine is. The way you know how to make a bourbon is to break up a bourbon. So you gotta break it to make it. You will soon know how much butter it takes for a bottle of wine in your kitchen because you will put too much and you will break it. If you can catch it before you break it, you're good. If you wanna cheat, you could throw a couple of tablespoons of cold heavy cream in there and it'll tighten it right up. Xanthan gum works if it's already broken. But that's all cheating, all right? Bur blanc should be very, very gentle, very delicate. Served very good with fish, um, with a little tarragon or chicken with a little rosemary or just straight up like that with meat and potatoes. 
Perblanc is delicious. And all you have to do is replace the white wine with red wine and you have a barouge. Okay. So xanthan gum, cream. I would rather use guys, I would rather you guys use xanthan gum rather than cream. Cream and Perblanc is just like a felony. Not even. Felony's not even that bad. It's like a it's just terrible. Ugh.